Sosdai. <laughs> That's um, hello in Cambodian. And um, here it goes. Um, coming home from the Philippines mission trip earlier this year, my prayer was this. God, I want to go back to my first love. I want to passionately desire you. Uh, Revelations 2, verse 4 through 5 says, Nevertheless, I have, this, I have this against you, that you have left your first love. Remember, therefore, from where you have fallen. Repent and do the first works, or else I will come to you quickly and remove your lampstand from its place, unless you repent. And the first Friday service being back, Monica Sango, our guest speaker for the night, had a message to share, but instead she led us into worship. Even before Monica and he led us into a deep time of worship, we sang the song, The More I Seek You, which goes like this. And um, I'm too nervous to sing it right now, but I'll read you the lyrics. <laughs> the more I seek you, the more I find you. The more I find you, the more I love you. I want to sit at your feet, drink from the cup in your hand. Lay back against you and breathe, feel your heartbeat. This love is so deep, it's more than I can stand. I melt in your peace, it's overwhelming. That was only the beginning as I began to fall in love with God more and more, being saturated in his love. Everywhere I went, everything I saw seemed to reveal more of his love that only made me stand captivated. His beauty had overwhelmed me, enchanted me, fascinated me, and called me. As summer came around, I knew exactly what I wanted to do with my summer. The best way to spend it was on a mission trip. A mission trip defines not just overseas trips, but any occasion or event that's geared towards building up the body, the church, or meeting the needs of non-believers, pre-believers, especially spiritual needs. Outreach, conference, retreat, evangelism, missions, trips, I love them all. <laughs> Does that sound familiar? As I went in faith, asking God to show me his face through the CCC conference, um, the college ministry conference, Australia trip, and Cambodia, Thailand trip, in his grace, he has given me opportunities to share with him in his glory. After being on six different overseas missions trips throughout my life, God has not failed to show me yet again that he is a God of mysteries. Job chapter 11, verse 7 through 9. Can you fathom the mysteries of God? Can you probe the limits of the Almighty? They are higher than the heavens. What can you do? They are deeper than the depths of the grave. What can you know? Their measure is longer than the earth and wider than the sea. This year's trip was different from the previous two trips to the Philippines with JSCM, currently New Philly. On every other trip with JSCM, I was the youngest member, and I was fascinated by what God was doing and the power of God moving in such a manifest way. However, this trip seemed to be a little different. The team was young and inexperienced, two of the members never having gone out of the country, and more than half having never been on a mission trip. Where in the natural it may seem like our team had less experience, the Holy Spirit had been training us for warfare, and every one of us stepped out in boldness with the face of a lion. 1 Timothy 4.11 Let no one despise you for your youth, but, the, but set the believers an example in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, in purity. Coming back from Australia, I was excited, seeing so many set free under the power of God and being raised up as, a mighty, as mighty warriors. I was also expectant, expectant to see how God was going to use our church and was asking that he show us opportunities to pray for the sick. During the service, as the team made our way around to pray, a holy... <laughs> okay. Um... I can't see I have bad eyes, so you guys have to pray for me for healing. But 
um, during the service, this team made our way around to pray. A lady approached me, and she began to start pointing. She pointed to her head, and then she started pointing to her leg. And I didn't understand what she was saying, but all I could do was think of to pray for healing. So I immediately just started to pray for healing, and before I knew it, she was excited and healed. Hallelujah! Right away, a couple other women around her began to ask for prayer as well and sought the Lord for healing. As you might imagine, this led me to be, uh, just left me hungry for more. That night, I asked God to show us more, for the anointing to increase so that his manifest love would be present the next day and throughout the trip. The next day in a remote village where children eagerly waited for us to present, I asked God, where do, you need, or where do they need healing? And began to look around, scanning the room. One of the boys, about 18 or 19, had amputated arms, and later we found out he was also a bit lame psychologically. After worship, we prayed for him, and prayed for him again, and then prayed for him again. How long, Lord? This is what I thought. How long, Lord? I know it is in your perfect will for this boy to be healed. So how long, Lord, do we need to cry out for healing? To be honest, after we left, not having seen the healing for ourselves, I was frustrated. Why is it that some healings take more prayer and fasting? Even in Mark chapter 9, Jesus' disciples were unable to cast out a spirit that caused the boy to be mute. Then Jesus heals the boy, and then the disciples ask the Lord, Why? Why were we unable? And Jesus answers, This kind cannot be driven out by anything but prayer. And in the King James Version, it reads, And he said unto them, This kind can come forth by nothing but prayer and fasting. Proverbs 3, verse 5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. There isn't much you can do to get around the word all. And here we see that God didn't want us to trust in him only when we saw healings happening, but also when we didn't. God has his perfect timing. And as I laid it down to God in prayer, he gave me peace. I was filled with so much joy knowing he was doing a perfect work. And I began to shift my thoughts from frustration to praise. He was teaching me more and more to only give praises even when we didn't see the manifestations. Now let me leave you with the vision of our church. Psalms chapter 149, verse 6. Let the high praises of God be in their throats and two-edged swords in their hands. Amen.